welcome you all to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are glad to be here, and we're glad to have you with us. This is, Brian. Yes? This is our annual Interfaith Holiday Craft Beer Spectacular for 2023. We are here. The whole Beer Guys crew is here. The whole squad. You? Yes. Mo Mike Nate? Correct. Becky Smalls? What? What? Yes. And we have our Jewish friends, Rainy Day Brewing. Brewing or brewery? Brewery. Rainy Day Brewery. It depends on if they're brewing at the time. If it's That's brewery, right. I guess or it brewing. does depend. But yeah. we have uh, we have Michael Syrop and uh, Ron Mitchell with us. Great here. to be here again, guys. Guys, thanks for having us. Absolutely, we appreciate it very much. It's always a good time here, getting together, sampling some beers, enjoying all of the holidays that come this time of year. Telling stories. We had some wild stories. We were all wild when we were younger. Most of us, yeah. I'll say your stories. Ron, are, I'm hearing new things now. Yeah, there's it. always stories, always stories. Ron uh, or or Michael, he he was wild even apparently as an adult. He didn't yeah. stop. Well, I, I'm not Arkansas wild, Tim. Yeah, but yeah. I am. Uh, don't I'm judge. Okay. He does his don't, best. Don't hate nope. the player. Few people can be Arkansas wild. Yeah, few that's, people. I've always said that I don't feel like I'm a country boy or or anything like that. But I've had a lot of redneck country hillbilly friends and relatives. To be honest with you, my mom is from West Virginia. My dad's from North Carolina. So genetically, I'm 50 percent hillbilly and 50 percent redneck. You know the way that works out, but. The stuff that country folks do is a lot of fun, man. Fishing and drinking Jim Beam and going mudding. And, That's know. like my kids, Tim. They're 50% Jewish and 50% Eastern Kentucky. So they're Jewbillies. What yeah. in the world is Jubilees. going on there? Right. So, <laughs> I'm you're not, making I, bootleg Manischewitz? You know? so, so, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, you know? Yeah. As long as you're not delivering on, the, on Saturday, you're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's like, can I get some of your moonshine? You come out, it's just like, this is great. This is <laughs> yes, but it is eighty proof Manischewitz. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, y'all, uh, our holiday beer spectacular. We get together. We do this every year. I think this is the third year for our interfaith. Mm-hmm. Right? I think so. Yeah, is that yeah, right? So. And we did the beer tasting a couple years before that. But we get together. There's really no. It's not rigid what we do here. We get some holiday themed beers. Uh, I think we try and avoid like celebration, something that's just going to stand out and say, this is this. Yeah. You know? In the so. past, we've, we've, we've included it because it is something that people associate with the holidays, but it's so much different than what we really think about as a holiday right. beer that we're focusing on stuff that's more traditional, deeper, richer, more holiday spices, things like that. Yeah. Warmth. That's what we're looking for. Because if you throw a celebration in with a bunch of, of typical winter warmers, actually, you said we don't have any winter warmers this year, didn't you? No. Uh, every one of the... Style. We have a variety of styles, but they're all either winter ales or something else, like stouts. Yeah. There are no winter warmers officially this year, which is, I think, the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. But yeah. celebration is going to stand out it is. in that yeah. crowd very much. So, Smalls, I just want to say it's great to have you here. You don't make it to a lot of the shows, but it's always nice when you come. I always love being here with you guys. Hang with us, drinking some beers, telling stories, having a good time. Playing Mo, cards. Mike, Nate, how in the heck are you? I'm doing well. You know, I'm borrowing a microphone from you, which is, you know, to stay true to my Mo, Mike, Nate status. It's or like no, no Mike. Mike. Well, I no. kicked you out. I'm sorry. We'll have to change your name back for this one show. You're back to No, Mike, Nate uh, for this one. So. But we'll make it. We'll make it work out. But anyhow, let's dive into this. Brian, you have the full list with all the details of what these beers are. So why don't you run down what we're tasting? 
And here, in order, if you want to see the order so you can kind of tell, you know, what we've got. I guess it doesn't matter. I don't think we're going to go over in order what we're drinking, but let the folks know what we are drinking here. Okay, I'll run down the list as I have it, because I have a nice little spreadsheet. And uh, so we had Barrel of Monks Father Christmas from 2018. It's the only vintage ale we mixed in. It's a Belgian Strong Dark at 10% ABV. We had Bell's Christmas Ale, which is a Scotch Ale, or We Heavy. We had Ashuf's Nice Shuf, which is a winter ale. All of the Belgian ales, I think, are like right at 10%. I think that's kind of a traditional marker for them. And they're all categorized as winter ales. Uh, we had Scaldus Noel, which is a Belgian strong dark, not a winter ale, but it's Belgian. That's 12%, so they they strayed from it. So right after I say the one thing, I contradict it, but uh, that's It fantastic. happens, Brian. Yeah, it's del- okay. We'll Delirium allow. Noel, winter ale, 10%. Jubilee Ale from Deschutes, also winter ale, but 6.7%. We have Hardy Woods Christmas Morning, which is a stout at 9.2%. We have Noda's Cheerwine Holiday Ale, which is a wheat ale at 5.2%. We have Omegang's Everything Nice, which is a Belgian gold, Golden at 9%. Omegang's Everything Naughty, which is a White Stout at 9.5%. We've got Prairie's Christmas Bomb, which is a stout at a slender 13%. Very dainty. And we have St. Bernardus's Christmas Ale, which is also a winter ale at 10%, Tim. So that is the entire Crazy. rundown of what we tasted and what we're going to go over. And in the interest of full disclosure, we will state that we bought all of these beers except for the Noda Cheerwine Christmas, our Cheerwine Holiday Ale. And uh, shout out to Noda. You you yeah. connected up with your buddy there. Hank, thank you so Hank, much. Hank yeah. hooked us up with that one to add to the mix and really appreciate that because that one didn't make it to Georgia. So we had to we had to pull some strings, Brian. See, it's kind of like muling, bootlegging, something like that. I I brought beers back. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So good stuff there. Um, Michael, any thoughts overall on this year's sample? What what I found was that uh, um, a lot of the beers we drank, and I think a lot of the Christmas beers, are Belgian or Belgian influenced, and and I liked it. I liked the um, it, it 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 says Christmas when you're drinking the beer. And I think it it was a theme throughout our tasting today. Yeah, yeah. That's you know. On that note, I will say, I thought a lot of the beers were very similar, just a little difference in the intensity level of what they brought to the party. So it was it was a little tough. In honestly, it was a little tough. The right smalls. As I see you nodding, there it was a little tough. Yeah, there right? there were some where they were very similar, and there were others where I, I had to sit here. I'm like, oh. Does my nose not work? Because I'm getting nothing on the nose. Yeah, and it was just yeah. it was very bizarre with some of the beers we tried. I think we had a lot of really, really, really top-notch contenders this year. In the past, I think we've had over 50% where at least I felt that like these guys are not contenders to be our top beers. Gotcha. We had a yeah. lot of uh, a lot of beers, a lot of breweries showing up with what I could see as their best game in a number of years. I'm like, these are all really good beers. And some of them have been really hard to choose from, and I agonized over them a great deal when I was ranking mine. I don't think we had one, and y'all correct me if any of you th- that just is like, this is terrible. I'm done with this. We did have one. Did you? Yeah. Which one was that, Ron? Whichever, the first one that- Ron gets you, the, yeah, the there first, we go. The first one that we tried, and I don't remember the uh, name, but I think we all had a metallic. Yeah. It just had it. It just tasted a little contaminated. Yeah. Something was going You're on. right. 
Yeah, that was thirteen uh, beers ago. I forgot about that. Yes. I so, yeah. I was disappointed by that. That was that was a beer that I keep hoping will deliver on my my memories of of past experiences on it, and it hasn't. And yeah, I got the metallic too. A lot of uh, a lot of hot alcohol finish on that one. Yeah, unfortunately, that was the first one we had. So we started off at a bad spot, and it was definitely uphill. Uphill or downhill? I don't know. It, it was uphill. up from up from there. There were hills. There were hills. Yeah. There, there were hills, hills to be yes, had. There were hills. That's right. Going hills. uphill seems like hard work, but it was good hard work. Let's just say that. Yeah, it was worth the effort. It was it worth was. the effort. Yeah. yeah. Now, Brian, per our list, looking at Untapped on these uh, predictions from Untapped, and we'll see how how this lands for us. If we go by what Untapped's ratings are on these beers, then uh, Prairie Christmas Bomb. Is going to take the number one spot. Okay. According to Untapped. Uh, second would be the Cheerwine Holiday Ale. Third, Scaldus Noel. Fourth, Barrel of Monk's Father Christmas from 2018. And a little disappointing to, to read this, Brian, but dead last would be Deschutes Jubilee. Yeah, for some reason, and it might be because Deschutes has been making it for a very long time and the style doesn't get a lot of love, the winter warmer or the, the winter ale style. But uh, yeah, uh, Untapped doesn't like Jubilee very much. Okay, for some reason. All right, fair, yeah. fair. Yeah. Nate, what do you think, man? Any thoughts before we dive into our favorites here? Uh, I agree with what Ron was saying about how the first one was really just mostly a disappointment. And um, but yeah, what Tim, uh, not Tim, what Brian was saying about how in the past it seemed like there was at least fifty percent were largely a disappointment and just not contenders. This one had so many heavy hitters that it was a little bit harder to come up with a true top three instead of like a top four, top five. Agreed, man. And I tell you what, my thing when we look at these, the, I'll, I'll say this, probably half of our list got no votes from any of them. And I think this is because a lot of these were so darn close to each other, they really didn't stand out to say they were anything special, you know? So yeah. it, it was tough to do that. But with that said, y'all, let's dive in and talk about this brian you know what before i do that you've got a little info here kind of on these styles like in a winter warmer and a winter elf what the similarities and differences are there yeah i've had the uh these notes for uh for a couple of shows that we we've done but uh it always comes up what's a winter warmer what's a winter ale and we had mostly winter ales this time and winter ale is kind of a catch-all category and it's very popular with belgian styles and with the exception of the Scaldus Noel, all of them were winter ales, and all of them were about 10%. So uh, it's a kind of non-traditional seasonal beers with higher alcohol heat. They fall into this category. It can be used interchangeably with winter warmer, although there is some insistence that there is a difference between uh, the winter ale and the winter warmer. Uh, it, in terms of winter warmer, what I found is that typically means a bigger malt presence that's brownish to red. Brownish red to black. It can be spiced. It's frequently not. It really depends. Uh, it's spicing is is more of a recent thing with the uh, the winter warmer. The thing is, is winter warmer seems to be going away. So uh, they may also have a hop aroma. There's some uh, some some hop presence, you know, balanced, and uh, a little bit of alcohol warmth. So rich, sweet malt, booziness, and more spices. I mean, that's kind of what you're looking at with most of these things. And uh, it seems like. Winter ale is is winning in terms of categories for the season. Okay. Yeah. I'll allow it. Uh, yeah. Booze and spice and all that. I mean, the holidays keeps you warm, right? 
Yeah, I think that's the whole point of it. We don't we don't heat up beer anymore like I we once did. I thought it was did. just so you could just you know deal with your in laws, but yeah, that that's works too. that's an added bonus there, Smalls. That's it. That's the higher ABVs, but the presence, the warm presence, and the spices that is to keep you warm during the uh, the colder months. So you want to be comfortable and also be numb from your uh, you know in laws mm-hmm. and. Maybe that's it. Maybe how these got started is they're like, you know what, we're going to need something stronger for the holidays here. We're definitely going to need this. If we're going to have to deal with with all the extended family, we're going to need something with a little boost to it, for sure. Indeed. All right, y'all. Diving into the beers that we had. So the first one that we tried was Nice Shoe. And we brushed on that one already. Unfortunately, that one had a a metallic, a metallic taste to it. Just it really didn't kick it small as any... Any thoughts on that one particularly? No, that was my first thing when I tasted it. It was like, oh dear, I hope this is not the beer that I brought. And I, you know, cellared it improperly because yeah. that's all I tasted was just poorness on it. Yeah. Yeah. That one didn't didn't turn out at all. I don't think did anybody here like that one? No. Yeah. I, I don't think no. so. Uh unfortunately that was one of the ones that just did initially not when do it was it cold us. before it opened up and warmed up, before I noticed the metallic qualities, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm like initial my initial response was positive, but that metallic stuff really, really comes out as yeah. it warms up. Really yeah. does. Did not do it for us. Now number two, we went with St. Bernardus. This one got no votes as well. And I'm surprised I'm a little surprised. But again, I think, you know, I, looking at my notes, there were so many, and I felt a little bad that I just really didn't have a, a lot to add to it. I think the St. Bernardus, that one, the carbonation on that one, really. Yeah, I just I just didn't get yeah. anything on the nose, and I was like, am I not smelling things correctly? Let me try warming this beer up a bit with my hands, and I just I just couldn't get anything on it. Yeah. I felt I, yeah, bad. I would, yeah, I would agree. I mean, the, the carbonation was nice and high, but the finish taste was just general. There was nothing special about it yeah mm-hmm. i think the carbonation the level of the carbonation on that one actually i could taste that almost like an alka-seltzer finish on the palate yeah with the, with the carbonation there i agree a little i don't know if it was the the carbonic acid or whatever astringent and drying is what i found in that interfered with my ability to enjoy the beer after like the initial sip so i think if anything that was uh done in by its own carbonation though i i don't know there could have been other things going on there but uh it was still kind of like Towards the end of the middle of the pack, but middle of the pack for me. So towards the end of the middle. That's it's right. Crazy the end of the middle. The, the lower middle class or something right. like that. Yes. Right. Now, number three, that one, that one surprised me. That was the Amagang Everything Nice. And in my opinion, that really it jumped out and said Christmas to me, Brian. It came right out and it yelled Christmas at me. On the aroma, like a wreath, very big pine, huge pine in there. Uh, but on the palate, I didn't get as much pine. There was kind of ginger cookie, candied fruit. The full experience, to me, this one impressed me with the full experience of what it was, going from the aroma of the very piney aroma, and then the the spiced uh, flavor, the candied fruit. Um, I dug this one. I dug this one. I agree with you. This was really impressive. Uh, there's a big Christmas tree energy here. Big Christmas tree. Big Christmas tree <laughs> Let me just quote that right that. now. Uh, I was like, I wrote down that am I drinking a Christmas wreath? Uh, I got the uh, sweetness. I got the the pininess. I got citrus. It, as it opened up, it warmed up. I got more of the bready, a little bit of the caramel fruitcake type of sweetness in it. 
This was really, really good. Like, yeah, it, this, it, this was a good beer to have. Like, once you're done with Christmas dinner and you're finishing up, like, this was a beautiful one to bring out. That's what I felt. With your Christmas cookies, I think yeah. we were talking about yeah. different. We spent more time talking about what desserts we would pair with this beer than any other beer. That's how good this beer was. I'm like, we could envision drinking this at Christmas and how we would enjoy it. So well, this is a winner. Right on here. that note, to expand on that, Brian, you, you know, small as you mentioned, like a fruitcake or something like that. And it definitely would be complimentary to something like that. I said, you know, just simple sugar cookies, Christmas sugar, a little star with the red, the red glitter sugar on it there. You know, that would be, you'd have the spice from that with a simple, uh, you know, simple some, dessert. Some gazelles, yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I think it versatile as a dessert beer. Nate, you got any, any thoughts on, on this one? Yeah, I mean, I was going to agree with Smalls and, you know, the density of a fruitcake, the, the, um, how the flavors sort of layer on that. This beer would just complement it really nicely. Agreed. Very good stuff. Guys, uh, Ron, Michael, anything to add to this? If I may, uh, first of all, I do. You may. I did like the beer, <laughs> but I, if I may do a shout out to my daughter, sure. my daughter, Rachel brought these down from Rachel. From thank York, you from New York. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I really appreciate it. Cause I think this was a unique beer. Yeah. This Rachel, was a nice one. This is, this is one we haven't had in our lineup yeah. before. There's a lot of return visitors to this, but it's nice to throw something new into the mix, for sure. For the record, Rachel's always been our favorite child of yours. Yes. Always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My other child is about to kick my butt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, so that was a nice one. Nice mix to throw in there. Number four, our Noda Cheerwine Holiday Ale. Uh, that one, I got, I got what it was doing. It had the Christmas spice. There was cherry there. There was a little bit of booziness. Unfortunately, in my opinion, that ended up crossing into a cough drop cough syrup mm-hmm. cherry. Ludens. You know? Yeah, that's exactly what it reminded me of. It's like yeah. when you're a kid in the 80s and you got your Ludens cough drop box and you're like, I'm sick. Ha ha. And you're going to eat all this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This pocket candy of Ludens there. Yeah. And in my opinion, the cheer, the base Cheerwine Ale, I thought was very true to Cheerwine and I actually enjoyed that one quite a lot. This one I don't think was as true to classic cheer wine. Uh, did you have the original cheer wine ale? No, not the ale. I've had, I've had cheer wine, not okay. the cheer wine ale. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that anybody else have any thought? Never Ron? having a cheer wine, I didn't have anything to compare it to. But what I got out of it, it was kind of a almost like a sugar free soda. It just That's, had okay. that that aftertaste of a sucralose, just a sugar free soda. The cherry was there, but the rest of it wasn't great. I built on that because he said, he said, sugar-free soda is a great way of describing the flavor and the lightness of it. And there's a little bit of a touch of that, that sugar-freeness to it. But I'm like, if you throw a, like a, a ring of pineapple in there on top of that, that is perfect. That nails exactly what this is. And I like it. It's not my favorite Christmas beer, I got to say. But it, I thought it was per- I thought it was solid. I think it's a good offering. Okay. I think the original is better. I, I think once my mind connected that it tasted like a Ludens to me, you know, Ludens are tasty cough drops. Yeah. That's why you eat the whole well, darn well, box Well, you have to them, use so. cough drops with, you know. Can we do yeah, the jingle? Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, with yeah. it. So yeah, we're throwing up air quotes Arts, over there yeah. for those who, who are listening to the show now. But agreed. And I don't say that. There's some other beers. I think it was Rodenbach. Was it just called Rodenbach Red? I think it Rouge. 
or anybody here know? Yeah, I, I, I think, think you probably know, but that yeah. one was very strong cough syrup. And a lot of people said, hey, this is just like drinking a cough syrup. This one had the reminiscence of Luden's cherry cough drops, it, and not in a hugely offensive way, but it's not really what I'm looking for in a beer. I think it was more like that cold and like right out of the fridge and developed into more of what, because I got initial notes of that, but they went away. When when uh, when Ron started talking about the, the diet cherry soda, I'm like, hold on, hold on. I taste it again. Yes. That's that's more what it is to me. That so agree to disagree. Ted. I was gonna say I okay. disagree with you because you're wrong and Tim and I are correct. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm glad you said it, Smalls. I hate always having uh, to say that. I so. I agree. I agree to hate both of you and disagree. So it happens, man. Tis the season. Tis the season. Uh, our next beer was the Amagang Everything Naughty a pairing. Uh, Rachel, once again, thank you for bringing these two down. We appreciate it very much. Um, Michael, what'd you think of everything naughty? I, um, I thought it was fine and, and, and I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to dis, 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 dis it. Dis you can it. do it, man. You can do it. <laughs> you can I, do it. Was, it was, it was okay. Wait, aren't you paid to talk? Like, it, yeah, that's, that's what I do. do. Yeah. So. That's my job. Yeah. He's trying um, to, he's trying to lawyer it. I, I, I. <laughs> My 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 description on this, my notes when I tasted it was not offensive. Right. Um, yeah. And, and and it was it was it was fine. Um, if somebody gave me to, this to me, I would have finished the beer and not ordered another. That's kind of where it came in for me. Okay. And I think that was something that plagued a lot of these beers this year. Is I was like, that's fine. It just they really didn't just jump out as being great or anything. On this one, I do have some notes. I have that the aroma to me was kind of like a sour coffee. Mm-hmm. Someone else said green coffee, like green coffee beans. Unple- kind of an unpleasant coffee aroma. Brian, years ago, you and I got a bottle of mead that was a coffee mead, and it reminded me yeah. of the coffee in that. It just didn't. It's like, yeah, this is coffee, but it's not the taste, not delivered the way I want coffee. And then I did get a little bit of toffee, kind of caramel in there, but it just didn't. it didn't play well together. Yeah, I I got something else. I didn't I didn't quite get coffee. It it seemed like like a a an astringent, strongly overextract clove. Like if you if you were to boil uh, herbs like clove and other things too long, you just extract too much of it. I got a lot of that. Like I got a little toffee, but I got a lot of this like super overdone herbalness. And uh, yeah, it was it was weird. Um, it took me a while. It, it opened up a little bit, and uh, eventually we kind of got a, a, a the white stout character out of it. But like freshly poured, it was like all this insane herbal quantity, insane yeah. herb. quality. It, it had to sit and warm up before you got that white stout taste. Out yeah. Of it. Oh, it definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. We had to take our time on some of the war- cup the hand or cup the cup the glass yeah, and let right. it warm a little bit and stuff. So. Get them to change up. They definitely do. Number six on our list is the Bell Bells. Bells. I think it's they. They just call it Christmas L. Is that right? Bells Christmas L. And guys, my notes on this one. I've got two words. I have inoffensive and meh. I, I gave it a B okay. cubed. So if you'd like to know what B cubed means, reach out to me on the socials because I'm not allowed to spell it out on the radio. Okay, B cubed. <laughs> I'm trying to think. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Is, she, par- yeah. is part of it basic? There is a so, basic. It's stars, oh, okay. it starts right. with basic. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let you work it out. And ends in beer? 
It ends with beer. It ends with beer. You work out the middle one. Gotcha. I think we've puzzled it out. Yes, we've gotten to the end of it. I thought it was uh, had a a kind of a bready and surprisingly yeasty aroma to to me. Pleasant, all right. I'm like inoffensive. It was it was solid. I, I I when I had it, I threw it right in the middle of the pack. I'm like, this is. This is fine. This is good. It's not the best. So I, I put it in the bottom middle, Brian, just so you know. The bottom, the bottom middle. middle. <laughs> the lower yes. middle class? All right. Right where it belongs. Just where it belongs. Because it's yeah. a B-cubed. That's right. Right there. Basic. So basic. Uh, anybody have anything to add to that one? I really don't think it, anything really jumped out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Brian, that's kind of our midway point on our tasting. You've got some info here. Uh, if folks want to drink for the holidays... There are some uh, traditional, I guess we would say, holiday cocktails and beverages to have. Uh yeah. It, it, well, I, I have the the warm seasonal beverages that uh, have been traditions in years of old, and uh, we've got the the wassail. You might you might be familiar with this from the the caroling. Here we come a wassailing. It's also called a lamb's wool. Occasionally, uh, it's it's basically a hot mold punch. Or uh, it can be a mulled cider, a mulled ale, or a wine with spices from Wikipedia. It's often drunk from a wassail bowl, if you do it traditionally. And it, it frequently included a floating toast. So if you do it right, you need to have some bread in this. So wassailing requires bread. So it's a hot drink that incor- it can incorporate roasted apple, cider, or ale. And uh, it seems to be a subcategory of wassail that we're talking about the lamb's wool here. So lamb's wool... Subcategory is of the was ale, and uh, the was ailing, of course, is to drink and sing to the trees. The intent was to waken the trees and drive away evil spirits to ensure a good harvest in the next season, and that eventually became people running around through town and singing drunkenly to their neighbors and kind of demanding they they give them beer. So, so are we going to be doing that later? Because I'm totally down for that. Uh, I, me too. Sorry, sorry, no, Mike, Nate, as we disturb your neighbors, but we're going to be yeah. wassling later. That that sounds fantastic. I'm it, down for it. Can we make up uh, our own BGR wassling song? I'm oh, gonna wassail in Hebrew. Oh, <laughs> oh, you have to teach the rest of us so we can wassail as just well. Just whatever you say, sing whatever you want, and occasionally just say huh. <laughs> All right. I mean, I can do that. I am naturally a little phlegmy, and so this will work out well. And we have we have a lot of large format beers that. Uh, have high ABV, so I think we'll be ready for it. We'll, uh, yeah. uh, of course, there is also the uh, the Glue Creek or the Glue Vine, which is a hot hot mold wine Glue Vine, or in the case of a uh, Glue Creek, it's a creek. I was like, say, I've it, never done it with a creek. I've done a lot of mold wine. But have I've you never, never done a mold creek? I've I need it, to try this. I've done it a few times, uh, and it's it's kind of a similar thing. I I got what was it Cascades, their Creek Ale when we when we uh, we got a bunch of those in in. In the area, they just they they sat on the shelf because they were kind of pricey. I need to try both got, of them because I yeah. want to see how they taste between the two. Because I, I I do like a good mulled wine. So I so with a mulled wine, you, you sweeten that up, all right? Right. Well, I typically bit? do the the red wine. I do the cinnamon, the cloves, and the orange. And I let that go, and then I'll add. A, I really don't really add that much sugar to it because depending on the red wine that I pick, because I just let it go for a bit. So with a glue creek, uh, I think part of the recipe that I researched when I did a, a couple of them at home, you added honey because the creek was pretty sour, pretty tart. You mm-hmm. needed something to balance it out, so it comes out really. 
uh, it comes out a lot milder than you would expect it to, and it's very pleasant, and it's not too dissimilar to a glue vine, Tim. All right, we're we're all right. We're gonna. Just, I'll make my mold wine. You'll make the mold creek. Okay, we're, we're gonna try to do it. I consider do doing it. it. I consider doing it for this, but with everything else going on, I figured it would be too much. And I I still have a bottle of creek from Cascade that I have earmarked to make a glue creek. There's still and New Year's. Yeah, all right. I, I, was roll say, it out. I think we're rolling around to wassling again. Yeah, let's go I back go to wassling. <laughs> Shout out to Primitive Beer and their box of Glue Creek. Oh yeah, that's right. Which yes, they nice. they had the special blend. It was still and uh, yep. yeah, it was it was meant to be warmed up. And we've got the beer caramelizer here somewhere, I think. So we could we can't heat any old beer. We can heat and wassail. Let's do that's it. That's right. Good. I think there are a couple beers we decided would be nice. I think uh, the everything nice we thought would be yes. decent with a hot poker ram down in it. Yeah. Just yeah. ram a hot poker into that beer. It'll be amazing. Be good, good times for everybody there. Indeed. Where do we leave off with this? Uh, this is it, Brian. We were, Sorry, you were telling we, we all about this. we digressed a bit. So before we move on with this, we want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. They're awesome. They help us pay the bills, hosting, all of that stuff, domain registrations, hosting, everything. We got to pay for things, Brian. It, Indeed, it happens. So we appreciate the support of them and our Patreon supporters. Truck and Tap. They've got a location out there, probably close to you, especially if you're in the northern suburbs of Atlanta. Even if they're not close to you, take a trip. Go see them. Yeah. Go see our friends at Truck and Tap. Uh, they're going to have a great list of beers. Twenty taps on wine, spirits, everything that you need to drink. Uh, do a little uh, Truck and Tap roulette, Brian. Yes. Throw it up. Take a random number. Get something out. They have different tr- uh, food trucks. At every location, so you can get something new to eat everywhere you go. Truck and tap. Tell them the beer guy sent you. Yeah, definitely do that, Tim. And of course, there is Terrapin Brewery Atlanta. They're in the battery, waiting for you. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be game day. You can swing by anytime you want. Swing in, have a little barbecue because they've got it right there, and they've got a selection of fine beers. Some of them they brew in house, and some of them they bring over from Athens, and they mark it on the board. And they've always got something interesting there at Terrapin Brewery Atlanta. And there's a lot of fun things to do around there. If you go to the Taps at Feast, you know, it's Truck and Tap uh, related. You can swing by afterwards or before at uh, Terrapin Brewery Atlanta. You can do both. You can do hit a both. BGR sponsor crawl. You can crawl the BGR <laughs> sponsors, and you can have the best time you have ever had in your entire life, I guarantee it. Just yeah. walk through the battery yelling the beer guy sent me. Yes, right. And just, just go everywhere. There's going to be a lot of places they'll have there will no be pe- idea there will, what you're talking about. There will so. be people listening for that, and they will bring you in. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah. you're with the beer guys. Come on in. Yeah. Come on in. So, yeah, well, and, and guys, don't forget, when the season starts up again, there is a special entrance to uh, the Terrapin, Terrapin from, you, the, from inside the stadium. That's right. You from can, when you're there at a Braves game, you can get you a beer from Terrapin, not even leave the stadium. That is facts. Those are hard facts, right? There. They are. They're easy facts because it's very easy to get that beer and then easy. go back out in the stadium and it have a good is time. Easy. You so know those what? are easy facts. We're gonna be doing a show in January with our friends from Truck and Tap. And uh it's conceptual right now, but I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh, I'll just say it'll keep you warm inside, Nate. It will keep you warm inside. Your soul and your body. Why are you looking at Nate? I'm like half yeah. your sizes. Am I not allowed to be warm? 
No, no you're not. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're cold. But that's I am cold-hearted. I am very cold-hearted. I will admit to that. Yeah, it'll take a lot of wassail to, to warm that I need that a lot of wassailing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but moving right along, we're up to uh, number seven, seven was Scaldus Noel. And y'all, I enjoyed this one. I'm try- I've lost my notes on that one. So I'm going to d- uh, divert to Ron on uh, Scaldus Noel, man. What, you, what do you think? My my notes were that it was kind of a boozy, uh, not generally overpowering, but nice, uh, nice Belgian phenolics. It had nice peppery taste to it. Um, just a nice overall. I gave it a seven out of ten, so up towards the top. All right, seven out of ten is respectable. There, respectable. How many untapped caps would you have given that one? I'm pretty tough. I would probably give it about three point seven five. Okay, that, all right, Ooh. all right. That is tough. That is tough. Brian, how many That's, caps would you have given it? I, I would probably give this one about four and a half caps because it jumped okay. up to the very top of my, my rating. I I thought it, it, like, initially it was, like, syrupy to me when I had it, like, intensely uh, Belgian-y and boozy, and I, I'm like, I love this. I love this. So the, the carbonation was nice. We had uh, a beer prior to this that had kind of a high carbonic acid, astringent kind of carbonation. This seemed softer. It seemed easier. It delivered... The flavor better, and I'm like this. This could not be anything but Belgian. Loved it, and uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, top of my list. You enjoyed this one, yeah. Is, I love is this the one. point you're yeah. trying to make here, right? So I, my notes were pretty simple in this, and y'all, I, I struggled some with a lot of these because, again, going back to what we said, so many were so similar. Just the intensity levels were a little different. This one had a very similar profile to many of the beers that we tried, but I think the execution was really nice on this one. I noted it was a little bit boozy, uh, had a creaminess on the palate to me, very rich. The flavors were very rich. The malt came through with a nice richness, and that's that's it. I mean, all of these have that, you know, the malty, spicy holiday thing going on. Uh, this definitely hit it, and I think it was executed very, very well. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Anybody else want to add anything Smalls. on that one? Smalls, what'd you think? Same. I said my notes were more... Based off everything we had drinking beforehand was like, this is more than a one-hit wonder. So it was very good. I enjoyed it. This was my number two in my pick of my top three. So I did enjoy it. All right. Um, No B-cubed on this one then, huh? No, no B-cubed on this one. That's good. Congratulations (laughs) to this beer for not getting cubed up over there. Next up was the, the only beer that we had here that was a vintage, and that was Barrel of Monks. Uh, that was their 2018 Father Christmas, which is the Belgian Strong Dark L coming in at 10%. Nate, what'd you think of that one? So this one, I said it had a little bit of a metallic uh, flavor coming out, but I thought overall it was acceptable. I thought that this wasn't the worst that I've had so far, but it wasn't as much of a standout for me. Michael, what'd you think on uh, on that Barrel O Monks? I I I probably liked it um a little more than Nate did. I think possibly because I just like some aged beers a little more. Um it had a little tobacco and leathery note to me, which which I like, but I think that's a that's a personal preference more than a overall evaluation of the beer. Um you know, I I don't know how many uh, untapped 
How many caps? It, no, because I'm more yeah. of a MySpace guy. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> How many loaves and fishes? How many sprinkles would you give it? Yeah. Yeah. Sparkles. Yeah. So yeah. we should rate it on Hanukkah candles, like one at one through eight. Oh, uh, that should be I, I, I would go five out of eight. Okay. Hanukkah candles. All right. Okay. Five out of eight that's Hanukkah fair. candles. That, that's fair. That's a that's pretty solid rating there. Now, Smalls, is this one you used to travel a lot down near the brewery, right? Right. Is this right. One you yeah, this is one I had grabbed, and so I didn't know how well it was going to hold up and so when yeah. my notes came back with i got a lot of vinegar on the nose okay. like it just i love vinegar i just straight up say like i'm a pickle witch i like my pickles but like smelling it, i was like eh, i'm not dealing i don't like this with the beer and i was very yeah. disappointed with it yeah now and we've had the Father Christmas before and yeah, loved it. It was I mean, very good, very but good it was beer, much so. fresher. This one's right. been around for yeah. a few years. So we years, sh- we should throw that out that mm-hmm. our notes are reflecting a five five year cellared beer. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, so that has to be taken. Into I think it was in the top three one of the years that we uh, we did the show. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, I had high hopes, but yeah. it didn't hold up. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't make it up All there right. this time. Well, nice no. try. We appreciate you joining the party barrel of monks there. And number nine on our tasting list and our tasting order was Delirium Noel. And guys, my notes on this, and I did I don't recall writing this, uh, but I put it is a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the notes I have for uh And that's Noel. why he has a podcast. That's, that's right. it. Yes. Right. I, I put this down. This is like a good gateway beer. You're trying to get your relatives in to start drinking okay. beer. Or like they're like, I really like Miller High Life or, or White Claw. I'm like, no, try this one. You'll this is a good this beer. Is it. Try it. This yeah. is it. I, I I I uh I gave it a little bit of higher rating. This was my number three, and the reason was, I f- I felt it was understated, but it was solid. Like it, everything doesn't have to be overwhelming to be good. I sure. mean, all of us here love. I, I think I mentioned this when we were tasting it. All of us here love lagers, and lagers can be great because of their subtlety, and that's what one of the things I liked about. This beer was, I felt it was subtle, but I felt it was solid. I, it's, there's like very little. I was going to use this as an example. We currently have some cans <laughs> of TNA pills on the table that we're passing around right now. Uh, collaboration between Halfway Crooks and Three Taverns. And this is a great example. This is not an in-your-face bold beer, but this is phenomenal. And Brian almost didn't give me any. Like I reached, reached for the can and he tried to pull more, pour more into his glass. I intentionally did that. Before. I knew he wanted Jeez. some, Jeez. and I, I I started to pour a little. This I got is the a type little of tiny abuse. Bit. Yes, that I take. That is what he's earned. I agree. I agree with you. It. it I. I really like this beer, and it was in my at the time. It was my number three spot. The uh, the Delirium Noel, great. Great Belgian-y reserve flavor all around. Nice, subtle spices. Everything about it was really enjoyable. I I think this was... A, it, it was upstaged by some other beers we had. Some of them were just... Uh, that We had the surprise at number three, the number three beer, which was the Oma Gang. It was my honorable mention. So I think this was just a great beer. I, I really think that... Uh, yes, it, it did not shine as much as some of the other ones did, but it, it did... It was very elegant, and it's very deserving of your mouth. So that's that's where I will leave it. Have you ever thought about going into marketing? (laughs) Maybe I should. It's deserving of your mouth. Deserving of your mouth. (laughs) It's got what your mouth craves. That's right. (laughs) Electrolytes. Yes, yes. 
Next up on the tasting list from Prairie Christmas Bomb. Y'all, I dug this one. This one was uh, one that did stand out from the crowd. You know what they brought. It's a stout. I got very big chocolate notes in it, some fruitiness in there. Uh, it definitely, to me, tasted like a Christmas dessert, I guess. you know. Chocolate. Yeah, that's what I had, like an after-dinner yeah. beer, pair it with cookies or cake. Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah, yeah. I think Smalls just wants some cookies and cake. That's, that's what like, I, look, the, Small, Smalls, is, yeah. this is her fatty season. Where's Give some pierogies, Smalls? Where's those pierogies? I didn't bring so, them. That, yesterday yeah. was pierogi day. Yeah. Pierogies don't pair with any of these beers. Come on Are there chocolate pierogies? We'll Can you make a chocolate pierogi? I could pierogi? make some chocolate we'll, pierogies, we'll, but that's we'll weird. We'll get a goza for the pierogies. There we yeah, go. Yes! We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll make, make it happen. happen. But anybody else, any thoughts on old Prairie Bomb there? Uh, I will say this was my number one. Um, I just... Prairie does a heck of a job with their stouts. I, I, consistently over the years, I've always loved their stouts. I've had, I've, they, they've done deconstructed versions of their stouts, but this one just was, to me, this was outstanding. This was, I just wanted to sit down and sip on this and put my feet up, sit by a fire, share some cookies with Smalls. With Smalls, yeah. Yay! Yeah, cookies not, and not, beer in a fireplace. That's right. No horse stories. Just no cookies. horse stories. <laughs> cookies and beer. Share some share some chocolate pierogies with Smalls. Be a good time. I, I gotta so I gotta tell you, I I had uh, when it first came to town, when it first got distribution here, Christmas bomb. It uh, was unbalanced. It was heavy on the 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 pepper and the tobacco and the leather and all that, and a lot less on the cho- chocolate. This was so much more balanced. I it's been a uh, a number of years since I've had one and. This impressed me, and I. This is not even close to the same beer as it was before, and it's a much better beer. So this one jumped into my at the time as I was writing because I had an ongoing rating. It was my number three. When Prairie first got to Georgia, do you recall that they accidentally priced the uh, four packs at the single bottle price? I I did, and yeah. I went out and bought a case yeah. of them. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't take long for them to correct that, but we had a little error. Or they were, we were getting four packs of these big stouts for like $14 or something like that. But when they corrected it in a single bottle, it was like, yeah, I think it was, I think they were seriously like 10 or $11 per a bottle. So we were getting, it was like 40 something for a four pack. I think it went, yeah, it went from, it went from being two or three dollars to being like eight, I think at the time. And now they're closer to probably to 12 or something like that. So yeah, they're expensive, but they're very good. Pure madness there. Moving right along after uh, number 11 was uh, Cold Mountain. That's from our friends at Highland. You know what? I said an untruth. I said we bought all of these. Uh, Highland sent us the Cold Mountain. They sent us those That's right. as, yeah. as well as a couple of the variants as well. So thank you to Highland for sharing those beers with us. Uh, Cold Mountain. Nate, what would you think of Cold Mountain? You know, Cold Mountain in the past has always had a sort of a rocky standing with us. And this year, unfortunately, was no difference for me. Uh, it was very mild. I wrote that it was also unoffensive, but in a good way. Uh, it didn't really have any two standout flavors to it, um, but it wasn't. It didn't have any weird off flavors or any sort of oxidation or just anything different. It, it's a. It's just a really good, easy drinking beer. Something that if I got handed one, I wouldn't be upset about. Nate's review was the most confusing thing. He's like, you know, it's had a rocky go here. It's inoffensive. It's I enjoyed it. it he was trying. He was trying to hit all the avenues of like the beer geeks versus those who are not a beer yeah. geek. Like I, yeah. I put that down to like it was very easy drinking. When I put it down for easy drinking, I put it down for somebody who's not a beer person. Where I knew I can pull this out 
And my family member who likes to drink like the Coors Light or whatever would drink it, and I wouldn't have to listen to them complain. The night to English translator to to get it. it's like <laughs> we, we hear what we're saying there. Uh, I thought this year's was pretty good. I enjoyed yeah. it again. Like both of you said, it, it's not an in-your-face beer. It's not loud out there. Uh, we love Cold Mountain. We've had a couple years where it didn't have a good showing and just didn't perform well for us. This was good this year, Brian. You and I got a chance to try a coconut Cold Mountain. A keg of it that made it to a bar here in Atlanta. That was stellar. By mistake. That sounds very sexy. I want to try that. I'll be honest with you. There were two reasons I went to that place. The pinball and that keg. So uh, it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. That was a a good one. Very much so. Ron, what would you think of Cold Mountain? Same thing. It's just an easy drinking beer. Nothing outstanding. Nothing bad. Just you could drink a couple. Yeah, if you if you want a beer that pleases everybody at the holidays, get you a six or a cold mountain there. If you want something that's not your Miller Lite, Bud Light, you're drinking beers, and you want something that says this is a holiday beer, Cold Mountain I think is a is a great one to throw out there for folks. Sure enough, uh, our number twelve beer was from Hardywood, Christmas Morning. Brian, what do you think about Christmas Morning? So this was this was interesting. It, it tasted to me like. I thought I thought I tasted vintage and oxidation in this a little bit. I thought it was fine. It's uh some chocolate notes, uh some sweetness, some richness. Uh it wound up being kind of middle of the pack for me. It wasn't it was it was higher up in the middle of the pack, upper middle class, so to speak. Uh I thought it was a fine beer. It had uh other contenders that were much stronger. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Upper middle of the pack, inoffensive, good drinking beer, did fine. Is that what I'm getting? About from? right. Okay, yeah. all right. What kind of notes do this translate to? Yeah, this is it. I don't this know. This is it. You're what you are all welcome for this in depth review that <laughs> we're right. giving you here. Anyone else have any thoughts on the old Christmas morning there? It was actually my top beer. I just that thought was. it was okay. It, it was right. just nice. It was easy. It wasn't over the top. Not too spicy. Not. It just was nice. It was nice. You know, Ron, kind of like we talked, man, a lot of these just didn't jump out and say anything, uh, you know, loud this year. No, we had a couple. Prairie Bomb, Prairie Bomb, that was a pretty bold. Those are pretty bold flavors. But, you know, agree we had a lot. And it just came really down to how refined, uh, how it was delivered, I guess, in my opinion. You know, this is this is inoffensive. You know, like this is this is fine. This is drinkable. This is a a good everybody beer. So it was a, it was tricky. This year was tricky. In my opinion, we had some that were pretty close. I think it was tough for anything in kind of a stout category or like in that, in that vein of type of beer following per or a Christmas bomb, because it was so, it laid down so much flavor. It was so intense that everything after that, if it wasn't up to that level felt like it was kind of meh a little bit. Meh. Yeah. And, and and that's not, and that's maybe not fair to the beers. And I did my best with the the coffee beans we have going around in water, trying to clear it up. But once you've gotten there, it's it's kind of hard to bring it back. But uh, you don't know what order these beers are coming. It is a blind tasting. So this, it this happens. We have no idea what's going on. Yeah, so. correct. And then to round out our tasting, our 13th beer in the lineup from Deschutes, we had Jubilee, which is a winter ale. And Michael, what did you think of Jubilee? I I liked it. It wasn't one of my top. It was, as Brian would say, upper middle. Um, kind of you know, 
the New York, uh, the Connecticut to New York City, so to speak. Okay, gotcha. Um, <laughs> so, um, but it, it was roasty. It had a little bitterness to me. Um, but I did like the hoppiness. This had the most hoppiness of every any beer we had, in my opinion. Um, the one thing I thought, it, it kind of now that we're the last one to summarize, is we've, you guys know better than I do, but we've been through the IBU wars. We've been through the sour wars. We've been through a lot of extremes. And I think craft breweries now are trying to kind of focus on, on crafting more elegance into their beers and a lot of these were not extreme beers they were they were in the middle of the road and it's not a bad thing it was it was about balance it was about subtlety and this one had that for me it it had balance and subtlety it had more hoppiness and i liked it i like the idea that that we're going for balance more than we 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 did for a while you know i think that's a good point. And I hadn't really thought about it that, you know, a lot of these beers may be reflected in the fact that we're going, you know, a little more balanced, a little more nuanced. We were talking just earlier, you mentioned the IBU wars. You know, we had, I don't know if you'd call them the juice wars or anything, but it's like juicy and, and all of that is, you know, no bitterness at all, bring the juiciness. But we are starting to see more beers that are keeping that haze and the juice there, but they're bringing a little more bitterness back to the party as well. And we just, you know, thanks to our, our, our buddy Seth, we did, uh, Nate, you did a beer trade with him. And we've got a Tripping Animals Parish collaboration here, Animals in the Machine, and uh, a Riff on their Ghost in the Machine. And this is one that there's definitely juicy notes in this, but they do bring a little more bitterness back in there to kind of balance out the party there. So I'm all with this trend. I'm, I'm totally with the, you know, balanced beers. Uh, you know, I still like some things that I think would fall on the extreme into things but uh you know but you can drink them man you know sit around and, and find something you can drink and enjoy for sure jubilee anybody else have thoughts they want to share on that one i think this improved a great deal as it warmed up and i liked it more blind tasted i had one of these the other day knowing what it was and i was like oh this didn't live up to my hopes and i think i set an initial expectation for it and when we had it here, and we had to smell it, let it open up, warm it up a little bit, and I especially did it at these later stages, I found that there was a lot to like about this beer. I think it is unfairly judged by Untapped, especially today. I think this is a very interesting beer and is well worth drinking. I think people should check it out again if they haven't in a while. Brian, do you think part of it was because of what you had beforehand, and that's what made it a little bit more tastier? This go around because I think the last beer, one of the things that I wrote about the Hardywood Christmas morning was I got chocolate all over that palate. And so, this beer, when I was at my local uh, beer store and they were describing Jubileo, they said that they got toffee and cacao on uh, like their tasting notes for the beer. And so, perhaps maybe it was better just because of what you had in conjunction, like right beforehand from the tasting. It's possible because this has had a good deal of hot presence in the. Uh that bitterness may have balanced out a good deal of the richness, the sweetness that we'd had previously and made me more receptive to what I was getting. Instead of expecting all of that we all of the things that we had the entire time we were tasting before when I had this, just not getting that all at once, I mean that might be the difference. So just uh yes, it's possible context may have been a big deciding factor in my decision. 
That's good stuff, Brian. That's a very interesting take. I completely and totally disagree with you on that. And, uh, I found it to be fairly unenjoyable. I, I think that they tried to bring, you know, kind of the holiday ale along with some uh, hoppy bitterness, and I don't think it played well together. And uh, for me, it was trying to be a couple of different things, and it didn't do either one well. So just not, not my preference, Brian. Okay, I get it. There was a hoppy edge to it that I I could see you not enjoying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and that and you know what? I got to be surprised, uh, or I am surprised coming from Deschutes because even a lot of theirs that are not styles that will be my preference. uh, I usually dig their variation, you know, on what they're doing there. I think they they execute things pretty well, generally speaking. Something I've noticed over the years, because as a guy who comes from the Northwest, I've been following Deschutes very closely. For some reason, Jubilee is people talk about it coming out, but it it never reviews well. So I think it's it's just kind of historically the thing. It's not a it's oddly popular and unpopular at the same time in my experience with it. So, but I think I, I like it, and I look forward to having another one this year. Fair enough. Fair enough. So y'all, we are getting to the uh, the meat of the uh, the party i don't know that didn't make it that didn't make it we're getting to the meat of the party now everybody so uh our methodology we just pick our favorites we pick our favorites in the first second and third order we all take what our favorites were the one that gets the number one spot gets three points the number two spot gets two points the number three spot gets one point we tabulate all of those up and then we take a cumulative one two and three we actually ranked them all here we just looked at the scores to see so, out of this list of 13 beers, we had seven beers that did not get a single vote. Uh, nice Chief, the St. Bernardus, the Nota Cheerwine, the Everything Naughty, the Bells, the Barrel of Monks, and the Shoots Jub- Jubilee. None of those landed in anyone's top three list there. So, in uh, the number three spot, cumulatively, we had Scaldus Noel. And I think that's deserving. I really enjoyed that one a lot. So seeing that one in the number three spot, no surprise there. In the number two spot, Christmas Bomb. Prairie coming in there with their big Christmassy stout in the number two spot. And number one, a newcomer to the list, graciously delivered by Rachel, the Amagang Everything Nice. With a total of, let me look at my notes here, we had a total of 14 points across all of us is what Everything Nice got taking our number one spot that was my favorite that took my number my personal number one spot uh was that beer my personal number two was the scaldus noel and my personal number three was the christmas bomb so my votes ended up being you know the group the group mostly agreed we had a couple of outliers so we did have a a fourth place and then tied for fifth place in number four with let me see how many points this one had number four with a total of three points total was the Hardywood Christmas Morning. And then tied for fifth was the Delirium Noel and the Cold Mountain. And both of those got a total of two points each. So that is our list, our tasting, and our ranking of the Holiday Ales for this Interfaith Craft Beer Holiday Spectacular. For 2023. 2023. You know, next year, I don't know if you're aware of the Smalls, next year is 2024. 
What? Yeah. And I was saying it doesn't even sound like a real year. Like we're getting into years. It's like, it just doesn't 2024. No, 2025. I mean, think 20 years from now is going to be like 2045 almost. Does that sound nah, real? Can we go back to the nineties? That's the 90s. a movie, isn't it? Yeah. Right. It is. Exactly. <laughs> I think so. We've already lived past the years that they've been naming movies after. Don't we so. need like light cycle cars, like while living in Tron suits yes. and stuff like yeah. that? That's what I'm thinking. 2024. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, they, they don't make a Tron suit in my size. <laughs> That's uh, what I was thinking. I was like, could, this yeah. doesn't feel comfortable. <laughs> they could soon, soon. Yeah. We all. Does anybody have any parting thoughts on these uh, on these holiday ales that, that we enjoyed? Find what you love. Yeah. Drink, drink it, it. Enjoy it with maybe your family, but mainly your friends. Or not if you don't want yeah, to. Whoever, enjoy yeah. it with who you love. Yeah. This is a good year for drinking uh, the, the holiday ales. I think there's a lot of really good ones out there. Better this year than last year, I think. I think far. overall. I think yeah. blanket statement, that's that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I think that uh, you've got our recommendation here, y'all. You've got a few that we think are, are very worthy of uh, hitting your table for the holidays. There's a lot more out there. You remember, folks, do you know Paste Magazine? And years ago, Paste used to do, this was pre-COVID, when you could do things like getting 50 people together to taste beers. That's right, yeah. But they did very in-depth uh, rankings, you know, but theirs were, they lasted multiple weeks, multiple rounds, I- including, you know, 50 beers or more. We don't have time for that, y'all. We don't have the time or the, the logistics to it. It would be fun to do it. So we just get together. We grab a few that we can get here in Georgia. We try and get, I don't think we, we didn't have any Georgia represented on here, did we? So, I don't believe we did this year. Yeah, uh-huh. we try and get stuff that you can probably get in your area as well. Most people can. And uh, check them out. Offer you some suggestions, something that you can uh, pair with dinner, pair with family, or with fruitcake and cookies if you want to. So we hope you enjoy it. We hope you have some good holidays. We're taking next week off. We're taking a break. We're going to enjoy Christmas. We hope you enjoy Christmas to it. For our friends, our Jewish friends, happy Hanukkah. Shana Tova. Yeah. You know, whatever holiday you happen to celebrate around this time of the year, we hope you have a good time with it, y'all. Once again, we thank you for tuning in, hanging out with us. Have a great holiday. Don't forget to drink water. Cheers.